This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 9th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. You can speak freely and associate freely when it comes to campaign spending or activity, but you can't always do both. Paul Sherman, a staff attorney at the Institute for Justice, says what the left hated about the Citizens United decision, letting corporations speak more freely, it should love about the recent ruling in D.C. on SpeechNow.org, namely that people bound only by a common interest have the same rights. We spoke last week. Citizens United is an absolutely landmark First Amendment decision. And basically what it represents is the ultimate rejection of uh, the so-called equality rationale for regulating political speech. What the Supreme Court held is that you can't silence speakers just because you think they are going to be influential. Uh, In Citizens United, they held that that applies to corporations and unions. In Speech Now, the D.C. Circuit held that that applies to unincorporated groups of citizens who get together to speak about elections. The criticism from the left, and I go back to this several times because it was the first time I ever saw Keith Olbermann's program, was the day that that decision was handed down. He compared it to Dred Scott. He suggested that it was a, this is it was our Dred Scott for our time. And the I was actually very surprised that there was such a visceral reaction on the left to this particular decision, it was wrapped up in the idea of corporations being people or having essentially the same rights as people when it comes to speaking. What does the Speech Now case do for the left in terms of, if not correcting what they see as as a problem, at least potentially mitigating it. Critics of the Citizens United ruling should absolutely love the Speech Now decision because it effectively does for ordinary people what Citizens United did for corporations and unions. Prior to the decision in Speech Now, it was illegal for ordinary Americans to pool their money to fund political speech. Uh, When the Citizens United ruling came down, for a brief time, corporations and unions were at a legal advantage over normal people. Uh, The Speech Now decision rectifies that. So now, just as people can associate as corporations or unions to speak, people can associate in all sorts of informal, unincorporated associations to speak. So right now, there is a disparity between the amount of burden that is placed on corporations versus unincorporated groups of individuals when it comes to trying to speak uh, television, radio, print, things like that. Sure. Well, actually, that gets to sort of the other part of the Speech Now decision. There were two parts of the decision. The first is that the court said you can't limit the right of people to pool money to fund speech. But the second part of the decision, the court held that you can require them to register as a political committee to comply with all of these burdensome regulations that the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, oversees. Now, these are the very same regulations that the Supreme Court in Citizens United said were unconstitutionally burdensome for corporations like General Motors or unions like the AFL-CIO. So if it's unconstitutionally burdensome for large, wealthy groups like that, it has to be unconstitutionally burdensome when citizens just get together and want to speak. Is it fair to say that the Speech Now case rectifies the problem with campaign finance expenditures? That is to say, you may either choose to express yourself freely alone or you may choose to freely associate 
but you can't do both. Yeah, that was sort of the tension that had existed in the campaign finance law for over 35 years. The Supreme Court has long held that an individual acting alone can spend as much of their own money as they want on ads that say vote for or vote against a candidate. So Bill Gates could spend a billion dollars on those kinds of ads. But if two people get together, they become a political committee, and they could only contribute $5,000 a piece. So you and I could spend a maximum of $10,000 while Bill Gates can spend millions or billions even. Uh, what Speech Now did is it removed that artificial distinction. So if you can do it alone, you can also do it with other people. You can both speak and associate. The Citizens United decision was very broad. It cut through a whole lot of uh, the foundation of campaign finance law. It protects speech, not speakers. That is to say, it's the speech that uh, the Constitution protects. What where is speech now, right now, as a case, and what is the next step? As I mentioned before, speech now won on part of their case. They, they got the contribution limits that apply to them struck down. They lost on the other part of their case, which was they have to comply with these regulations that the Supreme Court already considers too burdensome for corporations and unions. Right now, we're considering our options, whether we want to appeal that decision. And then, of course, there's the issue of whether the Federal Election Commission is going to appeal their loss in the case. Given Citizens United, why would the FEC want to appeal the part that it lost? It's an excellent point. It would be a surefire loser. There's absolutely no way that the Supreme Court that just held for speech in the Citizens United case is going to say, notwithstanding that, this unincorporated group can be silenced. Paul Sherman is a staff attorney at the Institute for Justice. You can read more on campaign finance, free speech, and the First Amendment at our website, cato.org.